Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. You look nervous. I'm in a glass case of emotion! Slowly let go of me, I think you're brutal my neck me. That is why the warriors have come! I'll be back to have vengeance! Throw me a freaking bone here! Martini, shaken, not stirred. The force will be with you always. Avengers, assemble in the red corner. Standing six foot two inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds. Is the Eclectic Collective. Facebook family, welcome to another live conversation with The Collective. If you're not aware, please look up above us right here and follow us, Nerdly Eclectic, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with the show. Micah, take it away. What's up, everyone? It's been a while. It's been a while. (laughs) Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Much needed, much needed break. How's everyone doing today? Rocking it out, man. Can't complain. Hopefully soon we'll be able to get together and do a podcast, I don't know, maybe in the same room. That would be nice. That would be nice. Um, Today, what we're going to talk about, uh, one is the PS5 release. Who's excited? I know I am. Yeah. I can't wait. I have to admit, um, y'all, y'all, I'm not, I have not been in the gaming world as much as y'all have for the past decade because, you know, I kind of let go after the PS1 and just kind of let that world fall away from me. But I have to say the PS5 is really getting me excited to get back into the gaming world. Oh, the oh, thing oh looks God. like a beast. Oh, it looks like a beast. So we're going to be talking PS5 and then we'll be talking, um, about Jim's favorite movie production company, Warner Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some about what their movies and what they're doing um, with, since the news of them pushing back a few movies. But first, let's start with wait, wait, the PS5. Can, we, can I make a request? Can I make sure. a request? Sure, sure. Can we start with the Warner Brothers thing first? <clears throat> sure. Because I, th- I think I'm going to backtrack on some some things I said on the theater. Oh. Oh, uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait. Because wait, wait. Matt, you have the floor. <laughs> <laughs> because of the success of uh theater at home. Uh-huh. And now that AMC is claiming that they might not be around oh. uh by the end of the year. Uh, I, I, I didn't see that as a factor with all the, uh, opportunities that businesses have been given, uh, you know, with the bankruptcies and everything, you know, with the, is it chapter 13 where you get to reorganize 
and like you know set money to different sides like uh, i don't know if it's 13 that businesses and corporations have their own version of like of their um, like you know we have like seven and 13 yeah. and 11 they have their own version to where they can rearrange money yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So you can like keep afloat during right. times of crisis, right? Uh, like they did at nine eleven. Like a lot of people had to do it during nine eleven, especially right. like car dealerships and stuff like that. They had to like reorganize and whatever. But now that that's a factor, I'm I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. <laughs> Hope I'm wrong. That with the success of theater at home. Uh, that they're going to come out with some high individual ticket prices when Tenet comes out. Because... They're going to... I mean, they lost $2.2 billion. I mean... Yeah. You know, you haven't heard anything from Regal, but you know, Regal is... That's what confuses me. It's like, why... If AMC is that bad, why come to the public and say that? Like, why come to the public and say... They're a publicly traded company, aren't they? Yeah. They're part yeah, of a publicly like, traded company. Yeah. They have to. Well, wouldn't the board be like, you know, if you're about to sink, be like, keep that on the down low. We you could can. probably save this. You can't. You can't. No, By yeah, law, you can't do that. Yeah. yeah. It's public trading. Yeah. Well, you can't do that. That would be that would be called insider trading. Yes. Well, what about well, what about Regal? I mean, they're a prob- I mean, not it's not yes. Regal. It's other company. But it's but, all kind of, it's all dependent on the timing of when they have to release their financials and AMC's company. Had that you got that information because they had to, it was their time of the year where they had to report all that stuff. Regals may not have come up yet. So, mm-hmm. well, with, with that, I've man, all right. So, like, what were ticket prices were already at what, like 14, 15 bucks? Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, I really think, man, I'm worried that they're gonna come out is because, like, when you go to when uh, Trolls came out, it was twenty bucks to rent the film. But now you get to watch it with your entire family, mm-hmm. so you got to save some money technically. Yeah. Um, but I really think with that, uh-huh. and you get that, you get what ticket prices <laughs> were and what they were charging for a theater at home, and still are, because uh, uh, what was that? Um, there was uh, that invisible. Man Invisible or whatever, and yeah. mm-hmm. home. Yeah, um, and it was at twenty bucks. So I think, man, they're gonna take that twenty, they're gonna take that fifteen, and they're gonna split it right down the middle. It's gonna be like seventeen bucks. <clears throat> I'm gonna be like, oh my god! And you know, when what sucks is, is people are still affected by this economy break with the COVID and everything. So it's like, man, there's got to be. I like my hope is that there's if AMC doesn't make it. There another theater company will come in and be like, "Look, people are still without jobs. They still need entertainment. We need to help them out a little bit. You know, go below the fifteen, but I really think it's going to be like right at seventeen. What if, I'm what if they? That. What if they, from a business model standpoint, what if they were to um, temporarily for the relaunch lower prices for the masses, but <clears throat> but push the heck out of a new and improved like super supercharged version of their monthly subscription service to those who could afford it um so that way um you know like you know our subscription service has a new tier it's going to cost this but we're giving you all this new crazy stuff for it 
Um, and so that way, you help the masses by giving the masses who are being affected a lower ticket price to get them in the theater and let them <laughs> enjoy some entertainment. But those, yeah. those who haven't been affected, who've been blessed and not lost their jobs and everything else, can help support uh, you know, the, the theater and um, actually take part in this new higher-tiered you know, thing that's going to bring in more revenue for them in a monthly subscription. So I don't, I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing. You also got to look at, there. there might not be the same amount of people going. I mean, well, there's definitely not going to be the same amount of people going. Right. There's yeah. still going to be people afraid to go. Yes. Um, yeah. That's so, correct. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, they're going to have to do something. Now, I mean, the real, go ahead, go ahead, the real question is though, is <clears throat> the one thing AMC is going to have to think about and Regal is going to have to think about too is when they come back, do they come back with stubs and do they come back with unlimited? Because they were already in a down spiral and that's why they created stubs list and a list. And that's why they created a, a, a Regal unlimited because they realized that movies, people weren't going to the movies like they used to because ticket prices were so high and home theaters are now, you know, awesome. Right. Yeah. So they had to they had to find a way to change their business model. Now this is pandemic. I mean, it's a whole new bag of worms. We ain't never had anything like this. So I'm afraid. I'm scared that they're gonna come out. I mean, I almost feel like they have to come out with lower ticket prices. It has yeah. to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's just if they come out too shooting too high, they will fail. Because right. like you said, people will don't want to go to the movies. They're already scared to go to the movies, and if you're going to gouge me, that's another reason why I'm not going to go. Right. I tell you, I'll tell you Andy. this right now is if if they <laughs> don't help us out and make it impossible for us to go see movies, especially for a lot of people who don't have jobs and can't afford twenty dollars tickets, right? It's going to be the surge of independent theaters. So, like, let's say for example, like, okay, so like the theater in Murfreesboro, the Premier Six, it's privately owned. And he opened uh, like a couple weeks ago when Murfreesboro went into their next phase uh -huh. and were allowed to open. So and he opened and he's showing uh, like he doesn't have any new movies, but man, he's showing all retro and he's reaching out to the public and saying, hey, what do you want to see in theaters? Tell me I will get it in my theater. And that's what he's done. He's already got movies showing all the way up until mid-July. Uh -huh. uh, until like, you know, when stuff is, you know, thinking about coming out, you know. And if they don't, then he'll keep it open. So let's say Regal, let's say Regal can't afford to keep their theaters and they close Opry Mills. Uh -huh. What if the mall took over the theater for themselves and became Opry Mills Theater and just privately owned Dude, and their own money. Doing that's that. a fantastic point. I mean, I think that was two points I was going to bring up was we could potentially see the surge of independently owned theaters again. And I think we might see the surge of drive-ins again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're going to we're going to a drive-in tonight, and uh, oh, you're going to see a surge of drive-ins. I mean, I mean, you know, with this day and age, man, you know, I don't know how long this thing's going to play out, but if this thing, if if the, if we get to this point, if we're this uh, this point next year, and people are still scared to go in places, and there's still that fear hovering around, I think drive-ins could make a surge. They could make a comeback. Well, drive-ins are already making a surge for concerts now. All these yeah. artists are like, 
Dude, I'm doing concerts at drive-ins. Drive-in and theaters, yeah. <clears throat> you can yeah. see, like, Garth Brooks is doing a concert, at a drive-in concert tour where it's 100 bucks for a family of four. Yeah. $25 bucks for a fa- or a carload of four. I guess it's not really. They always say family of four. But, I mean, that you got to think about it. That's the way that they have to make money now because yeah. we're not going to see venues like that till at least next year sometime. Uh, is Garth Brooks going to actually be there or be on? Yes. No, no, no. They set up a stage in front yeah. of the of the the movie screen, yeah. and then they project stuff on the screen, and then they do a concert. And you can get out of the car and so, you sit in your area of the car. So the the theater we're going to tonight, Stardust in Lebanon, they're uh, they're doing something similar. Um, all of the um, all of the um, uh, Christian artists, the local Christian artists, they're they're booking concerts now, and they're booking in groups. Their bands are booking in groups of three and four, and so a carload of people can drive in for like thirty, forty bucks and see four bands. Um, so I mean, it's it's a it's it's a great you know it's been you know it's another revenue stream for the theater. Um, it's a way the artists can start, you know, earning again, earning again. I don't, I wasn't, uh, I think my wife was telling me, um, the, the Nashville symphony, I think canceled yeah, this entire next season and late and furloughed all their musicians <laughs> for an entire yep. year. That's sad. Mm-hmm. That is, that's oh, yeah. sad that we can't figure out what, what we what something we can do with the arts because the arts i mean do y'all not agree that you know in everything i mean i I, I wish josh were here right now because i know there's a there's an element to this conversation from the school perspective but the arts are always like the first to suffer when you talk about economical effect yeah yeah arts are always the first to take the hit i mean it's like broadway in new york they're not going to open till at least january i mean uh, when are we you know when's downtown here going to open up again? That's complete entertainment down the entertainment base <laughs> down there. So well, I mean, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this much: the Tennessee uh, Central Railway Railway Museum, mm-hmm. uh, they just released today that they're opening September third, and their uh, train incursions will start that weekend. Mm-hmm. So you know that's all the way in September, and that's if things go good. Mm-hmm. You know that's approved date, so. Who knows, like, when things will actually open. Right. Right. Yeah. All right, well, let's dive into um, Jim's favorite movie studio, (laughs) Warner Brothers. So (laughs) Warner Brothers yesterday, for those who may have not known, uh, decided to move some movies. Yet again. Again. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them being Tenant. Tenant's going to be the... Christopher Nolan's Tenant um, is going to be the first movie in theaters back from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's moved from the 14th to the 31st, so the end of the month. That That's not a big one. So, I mean, that that's not as big a deal to me as Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is moved for the fourth time from August to October. Yep. I, don't, I, I don't understand this. The only way I would get this, this pushback is if there was a reason, like they're trying to salvage that that DCU, which at this point, who cares? Like if you're not going to tell me, no, yeah, if you're you're not going to tell me how you're going to salvage it, this is the problem, man. With Warner Brothers, is they're not letting us know. Marvel at Comic Con 
will lay out the next 10 years almost, or, you yeah. know, five years, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, you know, all, you know, if we, if we have to push back dates or whatever, it doesn't matter. This is what you're getting. This is the order you're going to get it in and whatever. And now we're just like, we're just waiting on it. Yeah. Black Widow's the next one. Okay, Corona, everything, but we know that that's the next Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. We know what's coming in order, regardless of what time it is. Yeah, Warner right. Brothers just seems to be like, "Hey, hey, let's make a Joker movie, and we won't tell anyone about it," you know, and like, okay, let's make a Joker movie. Oh, let's make a Birds of Prey movie. What the heck is going on? Like, why can't you plan out? You know, if you got a plan, you know they. They tell us that they have a plan for Green Lantern movies or mm. Batman, Superman. Mm. And then they're like, they have no dates. <laughs> Preach it, Matt. You know, you know, and then they just all of a sudden cancel everything and we can't do anything. And then, all right, so now we just have Wonder Woman because the one, <clears throat> first Wonder Woman was so great. And we're like, okay, well, we want the second one. All right, so you get a second one, and we're going to go to the 80s, which the 80s theme is really popular right now. Mm -hmm. So, like, we're all excited to see what they'll show in there, like what kind of pop culture they'll uh, involve in this movie. We we get another uh, Wonder Woman movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her boyfriend's back somehow. But and you, we want to know how. But you know, another, you know, another thing, too, uh, that uh, Marvel does, what you were outlining, Matt, Marvel does very well with their planning and organization. But another thing they do very well is they lock in their actors. The actors they know yeah. they need yeah. for long term, they, you know, like, if you're going to do this, we're going to lock, you're going to lock into a long term deal now. Yeah. And this is the deal. This is what you're going to do. This is what's expected of you. And then we do short, you know, Warner Brothers does short term deals and then we lose Cavill. Now we got Cavill back. And is he really coming back? Is he really signed? Is he really going to be Superman? And if he's going to be Superman, how are they going to handle Batman with Batfleck gone? And, you know, is is the new Batman going to be part of this universe? This is, it's so obscure and so scattered you know, it, there's there's yeah. no there's no collective, well, you know, theme to this whole thing. It's just you know, here everybody have a script. Could, everybody have a script. Let's all go make stuff. Salvage it. They could. They could. If they if they really wanted to, they could do a flashpoint. Flashpoint. Yeah. Do a flashpoint movie. Yes. Bring everybody together. Yes. And then start all new. But yeah, you're going to have to have but that. But they've got to do it. They're going to have to have that controlling person. You're right. going to have to have that Kevin Feige. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to have somebody that has world. the whole thing. Yeah. And they're going to be able to have to lead from one movie to the next and yes. actually yes. have a string that goes through. Yes. You can't just be like, oh, hey, there's this movie. Oh, hey, look over here, there's this movie. Yeah. Yeah, Flashpoint, Flashpoint is your saving grace. Yes. Like, not even Marvel has that, but right. Marvel hasn't needed it. Nope. You know, Flashpoint right. is like, oh, we screwed up. Do Flashpoint. Do Flashpoint right. And then now you can bring in... This could be your way for more diverse characters. Absolutely. You yeah. want... Like, I want, like, uh, Black Superman. Easy. You can do it. Done. I Flash want John done. Stewart. That is yeah, your John way. Stewart. Yeah. Let's bring in... Like, every, if we want to change... If we want to change the way movies... We want more diverse... Uh, actors and stuff in superhero movies, this is the way. Uh, Flashpoint is your way to do that. You can bring in more diverse. You don't have to do the big four, you know? Like, you can, uh, you know, uh, you can do the signal. 
you know, uh, the signal is a new uh, black Batman character. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the DCU or not DCU, I'm sorry, DC comics right now, uh, you know, you would have to change the way like his uh, uh, costume looks. Mm-hmm. But that is a diverse Batman. You don't need we don't need Bruce Wayne anymore. I love Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is near and dear to my heart. Love them. I'll love them to the grave. If they make more Bruce Wayne Batman movies, of course, I'll go see them. But it's it's like Spider-Man. It's like Peter Parker. We, we've had so much. Yeah. We can we can move on. This we is why on. I'm excited about the Miles Morales video game. I'm like, oh, man, well, Miles Morales did, is such a did good Did you know yeah. that it's not a whole video game, though? <clears throat> it's not a whole video game? It's not a whole video game. What does that mean? It's like a, like a separate uh, add-on kind of thing. To oh, the, to the... Uh, the yeah. Current? to the original spider-man game it's like oh. a little a- access add-on oh, it's not going to okay. be like a full video game which i'm kind of disappointed about because yeah. everybody was thinking it was going to be spider-man 2 well, that's the way they presented it yeah that's that the way it looked it yeah well either yeah. way man like miles morales is such a good like you know into the spider-verse man that was such a great movie oh, yeah, and such a diverse great, spider-man yeah. but this is like a good way to bring in diverse dcu characters that they do have Justice League Unlimited too. Yes. Yes. You can bring in John Stewart, Green Lantern. You can bring in all these diverse characters that we have. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, with Wonder Woman, man, and the Flashpoint, this is. Let me tell you, I, 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 I'm already, I'm already. HBO Max has already said it, it is kind of weird, but they have already said that they want to continue the Batfleck universe if. Warner Brothers doesn't. They have come out publicly and said, we want Ben Affleck, we want Henry Cavill, we want Jason Momoa. They want to bring... the HBO wants to make those movies for HBO Max. And just that being said, that is a little frustrating. I'm with you, Jim. That is a little frustrating because I'm like, at this point, I just want new. But HBO Max is already... 10 steps above Warner Brothers saying, if we can sign all these people and get the rights, we are going to continue this universe. That is already 10 steps ahead of Warner Brothers because Warner Brothers is just like, let's, hey, you get a you get a DCU movie. You get a DCU movie. Just bring me scripts. Just all bring right. me scripts. We're going to make whatever we want. So it's already like HBO is at least already like saying, if we can get these rights, we're going to continue this storyline. Mm. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. But I, the thing no, that bothers me about move, them moving Wonder Woman is the movie's done. Like, I understand the other movies they moved because they're not done yet. Right. And we're in a pandemic and they got to fix them. Mm-hmm. But Tenet and Wonder Woman are done. They're right. complete. They're in the can. All they got to do is send them out. So it's it, that that's what's bothering me. Is this is you're moving Wonder Woman again for the third, fourth time to where I I'm starting to not care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already I'm not like, caring. They should have probably you know, went really... ahead and put it. No, go ahead, Brian. Oh, uh, I was going to say they should have already put it out on like video on demand, like theater at home kind or, of deal. I don't know that, but if, a, if you, if yes, you, no, I mean, if you're going to push it back so far. I mean, well, I mean, it's like they did with Black Widow. Okay, it was supposed to come out in May. They realized, mm-hmm. oh, oh no, this could happen. This this pandemic could be. F-. So they moved it to November. Mm-hmm. They should have moved it to October in the first place. To your Don't po- give us. 
a summer release and then just take it away. Right. To your point, though, Brian, the reason why you won't see that theater at home release, mm-hmm. they they firmly believe, and in normal circumstances, Wonder Woman is going to be a huge blockbuster, a huge oh, yeah. gate right. for the it, theaters. Oh, yeah, it will be. And they're trying to hold that back in reserve but, for a theater to release to help the theaters. And cause right. So that, you know... There's some of these movies, you know, they're they're sitting back going, yeah, I think we can le- let that one go home release. But some of these big, big, the, big ones, we're trying the, to hold, we're trying their best to hold back for a theater well, release. And and here's mm-hmm. my thought process. This is what I'm I'm going to bring to the table for this. This is the positive, I guess, the positive side. You would say. Okay. <clears throat> I think that the entire theater industry has pretty much given up on the summer summer quarterly oh, yeah. numbers, the blockbuster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. So if you move tenant. And excuse me, if you move Tenant and you move Wonder Woman back to October, now you're in the fall quarters. Yes. Okay. So now they're thinking, I'm thinking their thinking process is okay, July 31st is pretty much the end of the summer. We all agree, right? August 1st is normally the, the beginning of fall, typically. The beginning right. of fall. Not official, the unofficial beginning of fall. Blockbuster, yeah. Summer blockbusters are over. Yes. Now yeah. we're into, you know, Oscar. Oscar area and things like that. Right. So, I mean, I think that that's the only thought process I can get through my mind of why they did it is, mm-hmm. you know what? Summer's done. We don't want these numbers in summer. We want them in fall so we can show our, our shareholders, look, there's, we made some money. And there's, and I mean, when you run a big company like that, there's some, there's some merit to that style of thinking. You know, once a quarter is in the tank and you know it's going to suck, just let it suck and let's move let's start planning and how are we going to how are we going to re- you know make the next quarter everything it can be to come back right. from this and bring our year back because they love everybody all these big companies have to do quarterly presentations they don't do they you know if they some do big yearly presentations and everything but most every company they do their presentations based on quarterly numbers so if this number is going to suck then you know companies are sending out messages right now. Okay, we're not going to have a quarterly meeting for the summer, but after the fall, we're going to resume our quarterly meetings and we're going to talk right. about our successes. Like I'm fine with them moving the Matrix and Godzilla vs King Kong. These are movies that aren't done, and instead of having a rushed piece of crap, I'd rather you bump it back to next year, do it right, don't try to skimp on the on the the filming and the special effects and ooh coffee. Uh, and you know, do, do it correct, do it right. Um, so I'm okay with that. Tenant and Wonder Woman was the only thing that really bothered me, but the more I thought about it, the more I, I I need to get in the theater, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but I need it. My, excuse my French, my ass needs to be in a seat in Dolby cinema. We're going, we're going tonight to the drive-in man. I mean, I'm ready for it. I mean, we're going tonight to see a double feature of E.T. and Back to the Future. Yeah. I mean, so. I need it bad. And I think that's what made me mad about them moving it first. But now that I sit, I sat and I thought about the money want, you know, the business side of it, mm. it does make sense because you're getting yourself out of the summer because that's what it would have been initially in. I mean, Wonder Woman wouldn't. I think Wonder Woman should have stayed where it was at. It's in August. It's out of the summer blockbuster realm. Just give us the damn movie. Yeah. Okay, we're waiting for it. Just keep it in August. And it gave us something closer to look forward to. Now now it's in October, and I have to go, okay, well, hopefully I'll see it, you know, if there are not other good movies out. What? Oh, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. 
I, I was just going to say it to me. And this is just my COD talking. It, it's Call frustrating of Duty. because <laughs> y- you know how your like mentality is set around certain movies at certain point of the year. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, during the summer is when you get all the fun stuff. Yes. And when I get to my fall, I I want my uh you know uh, uh nominated movies right you know, like Oscar and Golden Globe stuff. So now that with all this being pushed back to these later dates, it's going to ruin the chance of any like uh, nominated movies uh, to come to the theater. Like a lot of them are gonna are probably sitting in their offices right now saying, "What streaming can we put this on?" Which is frustrating, you know, because a, there was a lot more streaming stuff last year uh, than any other year. And I like going to the theater to see that just so I can immerse myself. When I'm at home, I don't get to immerse myself in those nominated movies to make a really educated decision on whether I think that could be nominated or not. Uh, you know, at home, I'm in home brain. I'm in like, I might pick up my phone. You know, when I'm in the theater, right. I don't touch phone you know like i'm at home i might pick up my phone and check my little messages you know like and not pay full attention so it's like well this is frustrating and then i got my and at home i got my you know my son talking to me every five seconds asking me questions and he he knows i you know i'm trying to you know train him (laughs) mentally to not talk during movies at home and it's very difficult but in the theater it's already ingrained in him keep your mouth shut and yeah. we'll talk after the movie's over. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there are some, and Josh will. Uh, I, I'll just just keep your eye on the comments after I make this comment. <laughs> uh, there are some nominated films that I don't mind doing that. Um, there are a, a good portion that I do. Like, uh, you have to be seen in theater. You know, like, Gravity is an example yeah. of one that you have to see in theater. That was Sound, awesome. immersive, everything. But there are a few that I don't mind watching at home. <laughs> Josh, and, Josh, <clears throat> Josh just messaged, hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and being on my phone, being, oh, okay. Like, you know, Tree of Life. Kill me now. Uh <laughs> Until you saw that piece of crap. When you look at when you look at the trailer, it looked kind of cool. And then you go and sit and watch that, and you're like, "Oh uh, God, why?" No, I I mean I agree with both of you that the the theater we are trained like, "Hey, shut your pie hole. The movie is on. You you say something, I'll I'll kill you." And then at home, yes, everyone has that um, distraction. I guess is to say. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I agree. I, I, I agree in the most part. But there, I was just saying, there are a few films that I don't mind <clears throat> being on my cell phone while they're on the TV. Well, I was just saying, I, but my, my point, but my point to that was, yeah, I can watch it home. But it's that it's that mentality. Like <laughs> I, I don't want my summer blockbusters in the fall. Yeah. Like I don't want. I, I, you know what? What I will take in the fall is a Star Wars or Lord of the Rings movie. Okay. Those are the only two things Epics. I have, Epics. Yeah, yeah. I, those are the only two things I have like come to accept during the fall because that's when they usually release. Mm-hmm. But everything else, like Marvel and all that, that's summer stuff. That's the fun stuff. That's the let's let's see things go boom stuff. You know, yes. like right. You know, the Mike Bay effect. Yes. Yeah. 
So it's like, I'm just, I'm frustrated because now I understand why everything's getting pushed back. I get it. But now it's like everything is jumbled up into the last six months of the year and so far, unless they push back again. But now it's just like, oh man, now, like, am I going to have to watch all my nominated stuff at home? Because let me tell you, that's going to be hard for me to do. Yeah, I get it. No, I mean, I I understand that. I, I feel like, though... As soon as Tenant and Wonder Woman, or excuse me, as soon as Tenant comes out, that the that bridge will begin to be rebuilt. I, I just I feel that in my heart that as soon as a person gets back into the theater, and I feel like Tenant's going to do that, and I felt like Wonder Woman was going to do it. <laughs> Josh says he backs it. People oh, at home, Josh. by the way, if you don't know, Josh is supposed to be in this podcast and he can't get his phone to work. This is the best ever. So, <laughs> so if we don't have Josh interrupting us right now, having this conversation. Hey, Josh, how does it feel? Hey, hey, this is hey, this is also a good advertisement for uh, Apple products because yes. we are all Apple and Josh is the only one that's not Apple. This is why you should go buy Apple, brother. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, I feel like Wonder Woman, another reason why I'm mad Wonder Woman got moved, is Wonder Woman would have also been that stepping stone to rebuild the trust with theaters and bring movies back, bring people back to the theater. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like you've pushed it back enough to where it, it's not going to really matter. I it's mean, almost like, will it actually come out? Like, okay, right. so they pushed it back again. Who's to say they won't do it again, you know? Like, I mean, it's still going to get it's still going to get, you know, a big <laughs> box office. But I, you know, you have to uh, you have to believe that at the end of the day, it's not going to be anywhere near what it should have been. Be, just because it's been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and everybody's kind of like, "Yeah, I, I I get it, but, you know, come on." Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the movies that uh <clears throat> actually made me want to go see it more i mean i still want to see it of course i mean the first one was a great movie but knowing it was coming out in august it's like awesome okay i got tenant it's like kind of like you know the marvel thing i got tenant coming out then i got wonder woman coming out then i got mulan coming out and then i've got like you know it's like putting them all and hugging them so squishy now one of them is just slipped away but you gotta you gotta understand though we come at this from the perspective we're all movie files man we plan our year around movies Right in, in entertainment, and so uh, there are a lot of people. There's a lot of us who do that. There's a lot of movie files out there that are sharing the same sentiment right now. I believe, uh, and I think those are the people that are the ones that are going to be the frustrated. That are going to be like, okay, I, you know, I give up. I'll just, I'll just wait, and I ain't gonna worry about it. Um, right. You'll, you'll get the collected masses going out that are just, you know, the casual moviegoers and everybody who just want a movie to go see. They'll go see it, and uh, but you know, people like us—they're just getting frustrated because I mean, especially for me, I. How in the world do you own the intellectual property of the best characters in the comic book universe and screw it up? I don't understand it. I really don't. I mean, I love Marvel. You know, y'all will hear me sing Marvel's praises all day long. But the reality is, and I mean, and this is subjective. It's opinion. I get it. But in my opinion, DC has the greatest characters in the comic book universe, and but they just can't. They can't make it work on the big screen. I don't, and I don't get it. 
and it won't work until they relinquish the property. In my well, opinion, unless they can somehow get it together to where they have one big yeah, but that's plant. what I mean. They're not smart enough to do it. I mean, In my I opinion, don't understand why they can't do it. I mean, it's already been laid out for them because the exactly. people who run, <laughs> the people at Warner Brothers who run DC. They're, they are the, we're not Marvel, we're not Marvel, we're not Marvel, we're not going to do things oh. like Marvel, we're going to do our yeah. own thing. We're not Marvel, and your we don't, want, wrong. We, we don't want to make a billion dollars a movie, we're not Marvel, right. we're not Marvel. That being said, why are the DC cartoon movies 12 times better than the real life movies? Yeah. Like, they keep sending stuff straight to video that are cartoon, and they're amazing. I just watched the Dark Side Apocalypse amazing yes it was amazing the story like the story writing in those is incredible like they could just do that like just take what's there go to your dc so, app take every cartoon movie and make a real like disney they're just they're, redoing all their uh cartoon movies into I, real life they can actually they could absolutely do that they would have to add in some changes to make it more exciting and have the uh the millionaire moment you know, I'm, I'm claiming at the Milner moment. That's why, I like, us, uh, you know, when me and Steel watched that uh, Rise of Skywalker ending, have you seen this, Jim? Yes, yes. The uh, edited Rise of Skywalker ending? Yes, it's awesome. That, it is incredible. That could have been, been uh, Star Wars' Milner moment. Yeah. That could have been everybody's on their feet screaming. Yes. Like, the top of their lung. Like, that is the Milner moment. Have, like, I, Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, that, that was it. Like, I was just saying, like, you would have to change some of the stuff in there to get those moments to get people like, oh, my God. But other than that, it's, it's like what Brian said. It's there. You have it. Just I, do it. I would like to have been in a room and played that video clip for J.J. Abrams and watched his reaction. And right. To, to be like, why did we not think of that? And whoever what? did it, man, they did oh, it perfectly. It's incredible. And what's this? Everyone give him a hand. Everyone give him a hand. Yes. Slow, yeah. Slow, slow clap. Slow clap. Golf clap. Golf clap. Um, no, no, no. What was that, that other? What was that one? <laughs> what was that one you sent out recently, Matt? That that fan film uh, somebody made. Um, oh, Origins. Yeah, that's uh, like you go on YouTube, just put in Star Wars fan films. Yeah, it was called Origins. So it was like. Everything in Star Wars had happened up to this point, and Earth is just now finding out about it. And all this stuff ended up. So now Earth in that in that uh, video, Earth is now a part of the Star Wars universe, which is incredible. So, yeah, insane. I thought that was genius. Oh my gosh, that is it was like insane. Seen this? Yeah, it was like Indiana Jones meets brings in Star exactly. Wars. Yes, it was. They incredible. were like bridging that uh, Steven Spielberg, uh, George Lucas kind of thing. Brian, have you seen this? We it's need to share Twitter. that on our page. I think so. so people can I see that. I'll do that today. Yeah, that it's amazing. Like I loved it. I was like, holy crap, that's and then and that's something that didn't need to go to the big screen. Like what was shown was like perfect. It was like just that little short film was perfect to throw that little thing in there to make Earth a part of the Star Wars universe. I love that. Okay, so um I'm gonna call an audible real quick and oh, uh, bring okay. out a topic. Okay. <clears throat> Justice League Zack Snyder Cut coming to HBO Max next May. Yep. Go. Uh, I won't watch it unless somebody lets me borrow their streaming service because okay. I'm not. This opens up another can of worms about the streaming service model. 
we had this conversation, I think a year or so ago, maybe. Yeah, um, we did. And, uh, I'm, I'm at the point now, see, I was, I was really excited about what we could see and where this could go, uh, back then. Now I'm at the frustrated and angry mode where how many more five and $10 subscriptions are you going to try to throw at me? Because mm -hmm. we've already outpriced. They're not. They're throwing, a, they're throwing a 14.99 subscription at you. Yeah, but the thing is, is you've already we've already this business model has already outpriced what cable and satellite used to be, and gave me everything in one. And this was supposed to be the saving grace that fixed that problem, and you didn't have mm -hmm. to pay three hundred dollars a month to uh, your cable or satellite company to get all this entertainment that and you're paying for all this entertainment that you don't want. But now everybody's trying to get in the game and you know, they're, they're, they're buying up all these really uh, valuable IPs and making this great content. But now you're going to, you're going to wind up paying five, $600 a month just to see it all. And I'm not, I'm personally not doing it. Um, I'm at the point right. now where I'm going to stick down to my, my basic few and yeah. you know, I'm starting to call out a lot of this individual stuff. Um, I'm starting, well, I'm, I'm sticking to, I'm going to stick with my AT&T now, which, you know, I can DVR stuff with, um, and it's a streaming, it's, it's streaming TV. It's got a guide. I can watch TV. It gives me all the channels and I can DVR it and come back to that app and watch it just like an, uh, an old DVR used to do, but it's software. And, um, so that way I don't have to get everybody's streaming app. I can just DVR it and watch it when I want. Um, right. So, uh, and, I, and I love that. And I only have to pay the one fee to them. And I'll, I'll keep Netflix. And for now, I, I'm going to keep Disney. And I've got the Disney Hulu ESPN thing. So I'll keep that. But other than, I mean, I'm starting to cull out everything else. Because uh, it's just, it's getting, it's getting out of hand. It's too expensive. Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, streaming what? service aside, what do you guys think about, I mean, this is about them actually releasing it. And, you know, this was a fan driven thing. Like they're releasing it because the fans want it. It's, I, it's two years too late for yes. me, man. Yeah. Like if I, if you Same wanted here. that, you should have, you should have given me a a, a DVD here. special of it. Like right. why now, why now the HBO's got it? Do we get it? Like, that, right. That's just frustrating. It's almost yeah. like they're trying to HBO sell money. their service. Yeah, it, yeah, it is what it is. They're trying to sell yeah. that service. Yeah, that's what it is. All, they know right. all these fans are wanting it, and they're like, oh, hey, look, if you get this service, you can watch it. <laughs> oh, I mean, of course, that that would be a no brainer. You've got you got to. It's the reason they bought Friends. You've got to mm -hmm. you got to you got to bring you know people. You got to bring people what they want. But I they also think Friends and Big Bang, yeah. right? But do you think here's the question I'm gonna throw out there? And do you think it's them wanting to best word here, right a wrong or fix a mistake of what Justice League was? Or do you think it's just, you know, the fans totally superly want to see this and I mean they threw what, three thirty million, forty million? So here you go. Finish the movie. It's it's an audience. They went out and they HBO Max was looking for a way to increase their subscriptions, and they went out and and looked for properties that they could get that they knew would bring you know subscription yeah. buy-ins, and mm -hmm. so that was a huge market that wanted that. So they were like, guys, this this is it. This is something that's in demand. It's hot. People yeah. want it. 
Let's get right. it and let's put it on our yeah. service. They, that's why they went out and bought the two biggest syndicate uh, syndicate. shows on planet syndication shows on planet Earth. Right. Because like Big Bang and Friends, you can find on seven different channels. And that's why those actors are still making millions of dollars is because those shows are what's wanted. So they went out and got those to bring to HBO because that is a fan base. They absolutely know that will you know, will come. That's why, like, everybody was mad when Friends left Netflix. Yep. Like, everybody was so heartbroken when Friends was it's, leaving Netflix. Hey, and all I want to say... came out and said, here you go. Here you go. The, the world was fine until Friends left Netflix. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. The world was fine until that happened. But you got- I think I, I think this Zack Snyder thing is, like, is like game exclusives, like God of War to Sony. They're trying to make it to where you have to come to HBO Max just to get this stuff. Yeah. Like, you, what's going to make me angry is that if they release that to HBO and you can never buy it, okay. the only way you can get it and, is to stream. And I'm just going to throw this out there: I have a hate, hate, hate relationship with HBO right now because uh, they put out. An incredible the, the version of ending of Game of Thrones. No, not. not I mean, I, I could care. <laughs> I mean, they, they did. They did crap the bed on that one. I mean, I, I won't deny that. But uh, they uh, they released an uh, an awesome version in one season of Watchmen and then canceled it. Yeah. How in the heck do you just? And then they came out afterwards and said it was never intended on being more than one season. I call bull crap all day long on that. I don't I I don't understand either because that was that was a very that that show was diverse. Yes. That show the characters were diverse. This was like DC's way into the diverse media. It's like And it was awesome. It was great. I love the story. It was great. It was amazing. I loved it. And then the writer came out and said, Well, like he was like I only intended on the one season, but why? It was so good. Was, like if you don't want to carry it on, somebody give it to on. somebody else who wants to carry it on. This Please. is this is what's frustrating. Is like with these writers, man. Like like J.K. Rowling. You know what? J.K. Rowling, since she you know she's gone as crazy as Trump. I don't care. I'm gonna say it. She's gone as crazy as Trump <laughs> on Twitter's and stuff. You know what, Rowling? Sell your rights to somebody who wants to carry or on Harry it. Potter. License it. Yeah, out. just license, license it out. License it out. You can walk away a trillionaire, Harry Potter creator, and just like George, George knew he could not he could not do uh what what disney has done to star wars uh-huh. like i have i have a feeling because george has been there like we have seen it in the uh mandalorian gallery he has been there he has had insight on some of the star wars things especially on the mandalorian he was sitting there with dave filoni and john favre given his they were like 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 going to the guru the guy who created it so he has insight in star wars he knows he could not afford or find the money to do what Disney has done. Rawling, license it out. Give it away. Or not give it away, but sell it to somebody who could carry on this legacy that you have created. Yeah. You have created another universe that will carry on to the end of time because this is something endless. You've created a universe that is just endless, and we need more. So here's what I don't here's what I don't get. You've heard the comments come out of Kevin Feige from the Marvel side. You've heard it come out 
of J.K. Rowling. You've heard it come out of George. Um, why is it that when people strike it big and create these huge universes that they feel compelled that they have to be the one. I mean, you created it and you're always going to be credited with the creation of this thing, this entity. Okay. But there are a lot of talented people in the world and you can just, you know, you can interview them and license it out to the person you feel is going to carry on your legacy the best. Why do you yeah. feel so? I mean, every one of them, Kevin Feige came out after the end of Endgame and said, we are never, never doing, this was fantastic. It was hugely success. It made Disney just jillions of dollars, but we're never doing that again because it's too much work. It's just too, it's just too much. And I'm like, I thought we were, I thought this was capitalist country. We were here for success. I mean, yeah. you find a formula that works. You stick to you that formula mm -hmm. and you, you know, and you go with it until it's not making you any money anymore. But I mean, you know, if you do it right, it's going to keep making you money. I mean, the Harry Potter world are chomping at the bit um, for the next, you know, Grindelwald series, man. They're, they're, they want that so bad. I want, I want yeah. Harry, I want seven books of Harry's dad. There you go. Mm -hmm. The young version of of them, like yeah. you have, you have yeah. books right there. Yeah. Or or uh, Dumbledore getting all the way up to uh, Headmaster. Yes. That's that's like ten books right there. Dumbledore, you can see through uh, Fantastic Beasts that Dumbledore has had an amazing past. Right. Like I want more detail about his past. But you're gonna like you could take you could take. Uh, Fantastic Beasts through five or six movies and still have, at the end of that, still have this huge chunk of time, huge chunk of time between that and the Harry Potter universe opening up. So, I mean, it's, you know, you got so much meat on the bone there. Yeah. Well, that you know, uh, with all that being said, man, like, I, I, I kind of feel like HBO, I, I feel like this is bad timing, man. I think HBO Max is just horrible timing, especially for the price. Like if like Disney was smart, they made their they made their uh, subscription worth it. Hey, subscribe to us, you get three things: you mm -hmm. get Disney Plus, you get Hulu, you get ESPN. Mm -hmm. HBO Max isn't doing that. They just came right out of the gate and is charging what Netflix is charging. Right, Netflix has took how long to get to where they are to 15 bucks yeah. and HBO max buys three properties, two properties actually. And then is exclusive to the justice league movie. And I, now they get to charge me 15 bucks to see all that stuff. Not That's just with me. Not me. You know, the main thing that irks me about HBO max is not other than the price. Okay. So you're going to charge me 1499. Okay. You're going to take two of the biggest properties Warner Brothers has probably ever produced, and then you're going to give me this entire big movie collection, but none of it's in 4K. Mm -hmm. There is no 4K content. Yeah. At all. At all. At all. Look, we're in a 4K world. Netflix has 4K. Disney has 4K. Amazon has 4K. Hulu is working on 4K. Look. We want it in 4K. Mo not necessarily shows, but movies. Like, you have a lot of DC movies now that yeah. are in 4K. 
Justice League, Wonder Woman, Flash, or not Flash, excuse me, Shazam. All those are in 4K. But when I watch them on HBO Max, uh-huh. they are not in 4K. But they're charging you a 4K price. But they're charging yeah. you yeah. A, a way over 4K price. Hey, That's speaking of Pirates of the Caribbean in 4K is amazing. Oh, I bet. Thank you, Disney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get six ninety nine with Disney Plus, and you get all your all the Star Wars in four K, mm-hmm. all the pirates in four K, the National Treasures in four K. You're starting to get um, the Disney movies like Lion King, Aladdin. All that is in four K, four K for six ninety nine. But you want me to pay fourteen ninety nine, and you're not going to give me no four K content. I say nay nay. Yeah, I have to. Uh... I, uh, I was t- we, me and Matt were having the the voodoo you know Apple conversation once about 4K and everything, and um, apparently Apple ticked off Disney somehow, and so um, Disney content is not no, in 4K, not anymore. in 4K anymore, and so it's and that's all Disney properties on app on Apple's streaming service. Um, yep. And I, I don't know what Apple did to make them mad, but I mean, so what was really cool, what I loved about adopting the Apple environment was uh, when HD became a thing, you know, you had standard definition and you had high def. And I, you know, I started buying the high defs. Well, when 4K became a thing, as the movies got adapted into 4K, Apple, if you bought the high definition version of the movie, Apple was just a change in your high def to 4k immediately so if you bought the movie in high def you didn't have to buy it again and i was like oh my god this is awesome and now they've done something to piss disney off and all the disney 4k has gone away so and it got so what it. if you what if you rebought oh, or i'm sorry what if you bought Uh-oh. the movie 4k oh, it's gone Look at them. it's it's now it's now um so it's time to leave um all right this was a great <laughs> podcast guys <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a minute. I got to add him in now because he's not he's not in. Oh, oh no, you ain't got to do that, Jim. Don't worry about that. All right. Hold on us? a second. We're going to go back. Everybody's going to see the overlay come back in. Sorry. Josh, have, can you hear us? I have to do that again. So, all right. So, I don't know if Josh can hear us. Josh is added. Josh, you are in us, the podcast. I don't know. You're not hearing us, I guess. Can you hear us? No, we, we can't hear you. I can't we hear can't you hear either. And now we're not in the box. Oh, there we are. Oh, yeah, we're. I put us back in the box. And Matt is covered up? Yeah, Matt's covered up. I got to fix that. Sorry. That's all right. We're trying some new things, and we can't <laughs> hear Josh, so it's perfect. I know. Yep. All all kinds of problems right now. (laughs) Josh, Josh, say something. What? 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 Oh, I'm sorry. I can't hear you. Oh, Josh, did you have an opinion you wanted to say? Oh, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, Raiders suck. I get it. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Raiders do suck. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) 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 Got video, but there's no audio. There's just no audio. We have to switch, go into your settings and switch your microphone to be whatever you have. I'm yeah. sorry, I can hear you yelling. Uh. 
I'm so sorry. You you live in an Android PC world. I can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> what what was that? I heard him pop his knuckles, but that was it. Oh god. Can you hear me? Oh there yeah. it is. Hey. Hold on. I'm still figuring this stuff out. I've played with so many settings. There you go. I can hear you perfectly now, man. It's okay, but we're am, am I clear? Thanks for coming in though. Oh no, hang on. I got a quick review. This will happen in like less than 30 seconds. All right, number one, Tenet. I cannot wait for that movie to come out. Chris Nolan is the man. Number two, I will wait to the end of time for Wonder Woman. Number three, fall Oscars on small screen. Micah, you blasphemous mother. <laughs> number four, I need my theater fix. So bad. I'm having withdrawal so bad right now. HBO Max, I am not paying extra money as bad as I want to see the director's cut. And number six, Rowling versus Harry Potter. I don't know what's going on with Rowling right now, but Harry Potter is a dear to my heart. It's part of the core of my nerdism, and I'm caught up. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you for that synopsis, Josh. And I'm spent. <laughs> well, okay. All right. So since you're coming in, man, since you're coming in, lead us into PS5, bro. Lead us into PS5. Oh, wait, I can't go back and elaborate? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, we are like, past that, and we're moving forward. And we're moving forward. <laughs> but but sometimes it... I'm just, not, I'm just not. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, my excitement for Wonder Woman left me with this last pushback. I, hold on. Let me say one thing about Wonder Woman, then we can move on to PS5. The Wonder Woman thing, the reason why I'm still very excited about it is because Wonder Woman is the greatest thing happening with DC right now, so why not bring it back? I think if they, they can change out every other cast member. Now, Cavill is a huge – I'm a huge Cavill fan with Superman. I think, in my opinion, he's probably the greatest Superman. I love Christopher Reeves, but Cavill embodied what Superman was supposed to be like physically and mentally. You know, But Wonder Woman, man – She's like the it right now. I I would keep that going as long as she wants to do it because I yeah. Anyway, so I just want to get that out there. Well, yeah, but the, uh, the, the problem. The, see, the, and I the, think Aquaman was the best. See, Aquaman was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. but the thing is, is, I thought it was too. But the thing is, Josh, is that they don't have these people locked into long term contracts. They're doing they're only yeah. doing short term deals. And today yeah. we've got Cavill. Tomorrow we don't. Now we do again. Yeah. You know, it. Do we have him? Do we not have him? You know, is Gal Gadot yeah. signed to a long-term deal? Is she, I mean, it, are we going to have her as Wonder Woman beyond this? I mean, you know, that's the problem we're talking about with Warner Brothers, you know? Yeah. We don't know yeah. what the future is going to be. No, I, I completely agree. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Warner Brothers, they definitely need to take a play out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe playbook because they've got – they've just done so much homework, and they've done everything – everything they've done – is unprecedented in movies and it's like everyone else is still after what 12 years now of them doing this are still trying to figure out the formula of doing it they've made it as clear as day i don't understand what's taken so long for other companies it's because they just don't want to take the chance of i don't know it's like they don't want to front that kind of cash no, or something which i think is ridiculous because marvel's I mean, had it come back they're so fearful With of being a marvel ripoff but I'm like, you don't have to reinvent yes. the wheel. You don't right. have to reinvent the wheel. Well, even then, then they don't have to go like full, like you know, twelve years. They could just do something shorter and still be good. Yes. If you just yes, would have the I same, agree. Well, just create some just uniformity. Right. Well, just do what Marvel did and go. Okay, 
we want Superman, we want Batman, we want Wonder Woman, we want Flash. There are four major characters in the in the in the DC universe. We're going to do a Superman movie, we're going to do a Wonder Woman movie, we're going to do a Batman movie, and we're going to do a Flash movie. Mm-hmm. If it works out and they're super awesome, guess what? We're going to do a Justice League movie. I think the other problem that uh, Warner Brothers is running into with DC is that they're continuously how many times have they rebooted multiple yeah. DC films and multiple DC stories? I mean, I, I was listening where Matt was talking about Bruce Wayne earlier, and I completely agree. How many we? If you don't know the origin story of Batman now, I mean, it's like practically DC religion now. It's like it's like Old Testament. You know, we, yeah. we got to do something different. It's it's time to shake things up a little bit. And you there's know, so many there's so many stories out there that no one's ever even looked at and so many different editions. I'm like, why haven't they tried to touch on any of that stuff? It's infinite. You know who who I want is if they did, uh, if they did the whole signal becomes Batman thing. And that way we get a black Batman. Do you know who I would want Hmm. as Batman? Uh, He would have to lose, he would have to lose some weight and like, you know, kind of bulk up. But is that uh, the lead in us? Uh, That movie us. Um, oh, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He was in uh, Black Panther, too. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, M'Baku in Black Panther. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, he yeah. would be incredible. Yeah, yeah. man. Oh, he would, just have he to would be insane. He was, he's just really thick, though. Yeah. Like, he would have to lose some of the body fat because he's got body fat on him. He would have to lose some of that. But, like, other than that, man, like, I, I love his like I love his dark humor and I but, love his acting. I think he would be a good like they would have to do it to where like the signal became Batman, which I don't think has happened in the comics yet. But you could do that for the th- you could do that for film. You don't have to wait for the comics. You can like totally flip it around and you could totally make the signal. You could jump. You can jump past Kingdom Come and make signal make signal the Batman. I can't remember. I'm I'm saying Signal because I can't remember the character name of Signal. Forgive me. It's that's a really new character. So, uh, but like they could totally like I love I love like Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight was not in the comic books until the game came out, and that then was an amazing out, story. Yeah, and then now Arkham Knight has is is in the comic books. They could totally do that. Like, this is what I don't get. It's like video games and uh, the cartoon movies are just getting it dead on, man. Like, you know, like they just, I don't know why, whoever is running video games and cartoon movies needs to jump up and well, do the live action If you stuff. think about it, all DC cartoons have always been awesome. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, and I think because it's minimal money. I honestly think it has to do with them scared to put money where their mouth is. Because they're, they're not, ever since Batman the Animated Series, when it comes to the animated stuff, they've always not been scared to put their money where their mouth is because it really doesn't cost that much to do it. Mm-hmm. See, this is where I think Disney should take a playbook, uh, a play from Warner Brothers, or I guess if Warner Brothers is doing the cartoon movies, because I think there are so many stories in Star Wars universe that you can make cartoon movies. And I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it every time we bring it up. It's Shadows of the Empire. You don't have to do a live action. Give me a cartoon movie of Shadows of the Empire. Make it a two-parter. Make that. That would be an amazing uh, cartoon movie for me to watch and get my fill from. Mm-hmm. Like You have Mark Hamill come back. You have them all come back. Harrison Ford, you don't need him because he's in Carbonite. <laughs> I would want a dark voice for Prince uh, Cesar or whatever. I can't yeah. pronounce his name. Prince Zizor. 
Yeah, Caesar. Have Mark Hamill voice him too. You can have uh, uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter come back to play her. Oh, yeah. dude. Wow. Amazing, yeah. That'd be Do awesome. Her voice. Yeah. yeah, and then I mean, you don't need Harrison Ford because he's, he's in Carbonite. Yeah. Yeah. So I would know. I would want. I would want like someone really awesome to play Dash Rendar because Dash Rendar is, oh boy, he's one of my favorite Star Wars characters. I would want someone really, man. Cool, really I, cool to play him. Now, then, also, would you rather have a movie or would you rather have a cartoon series, kind of like Rebels? Oh my God, give me a series. Oh, yeah, see, that's yeah. yeah. Either one. I'm good with either one. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now though, man, I need a live action Knights of the Old Republic. Yes, dude. Like yes. I, need, that, movie. I don't want that in animation. I need that in live action. That's it's so, muy book it's muy buku bucky hills. Oh, and, hey, and Disney doesn't have it. Would make a bunch. And Disney doesn't have <laughs> yeah, right? muy buku. Oh no, they 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 got it. <laughs> <laughs> they're just not just, sure they want to put some. I mean, I mean, what are they? They're paying like a what are they paying like a hundred thousand an episode for Mandalorian right now? I mean, you know, some, it's like it's like no, it's like a million. That's it. No, it's, oh, like it's like a million. million. Yeah, it's like a million. Million, million and a half. Here's the thing: with it was ten million to make the season. Is if you do that show, you can totally create a new character because of the way they did the video games. This would be a good chance to bring in a diverse character to be the lead. You don't need you don't need someone who's already established in Knights of the Old Republic. You've already got all the Sith who are like the main point of Knights of the Old Republic, and then some of the Jedi that are around, you know, maintaining the Republic. So, uh, so you already have that. So now you could just create a whole new character. And bring him into this universe and have him as the lead to now go into this universe. Please, please let me allow my let me to correct myself. They are paying fifteen million per episode for the oh Man- to make the Mandalorian right now. Jeez, Louise. They they got the money somewhere. So I I, I believe they could they've got the money. I believe they, they got the money. Fifteen million per episode to make a shoe. Um yeah. Now, if you watch the gallery series on Disney Plus, you will understand how where all that money's going because oh my god, yeah. they have they have redefined movie making, making the show Mandalorian, making. and it is it's it is incredible. Let's take a moment to appreciate the genius of John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Oh, and, yeah, uh, and uh, uh, but I mean. Be thankful that Kathleen Kennedy is not as involved. Yeah, I mean, she could come on yeah, and talk. Right. She can come on and talk all she wants about it, but she's not involved in the production. So, right. but thank you. Yeah, be thankful for that. Preach. Because you know she had she would have you know no content to pull from for story writing. I mean, right. you know, like where where did there. the Mandalorian even Sorry. come from? I, I mean, will, you know, I will destroy her for making that comment until oh, yeah. I die. Me too. You see that 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 comment right there. I know we're getting a little off topic, but saying that the books are not canon doesn't make sense because shadows of the empire is between your canon story. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it is directly involved with the movies that are already in can are what, already canon. So it's what like, they should have done is went through everything and been like, this is canon. This is not canon. Yeah. This is legacies. This stuff could not have happened, but everything else over here, this is cool. Okay. Well, not just, not just that, but just be like, Bring in what you want from it. 
Yeah. I'll be, but well, no. Like, what I'm. But here's the thing. I mean, if you're from a from a you're talking about from a cost perspective, you if you think you have no content to pull from and you're having to pay right. writers to write content, why would you not go out there and call somebody like Timothy Zahn and say, "Hey, man, come on in. You've already done the the the, the heavy work in writing the stories. We're going to adapt that." To movies or television, right? And you know, mm-hmm. why would you not want to do that? It cuts your costs. Right. All right. Run. All right. Write me a series. So Thrones. okay. So you can have one of the longest Star Wars series with Heir to the Empire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would that love like, a movie series based absolutely. on that. Absolutely. All day with, long. Mm-hmm. That is like. Have you seen those books? Yes. They're like yeah. that big. You got. You can make. I mean, if you can make three movies from The Hobbit, which is that big, you can make like twelve movies from Heir to the Empire, which is like three books that are like that thick. Yeah, like, or like uh, an awesome series too. You know, either or. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, we could go. We could talk about that all day long. That is true. Yes, we can. <laughs> Let's get to the PS Five. Who's excited? I'm, I'm excited. excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I want it now. All right. I'm a little frustrated, though. I'm a little frustrated. Oh, because... here we go. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 It didn't even last I'm 30 playing. seconds. I'm playing. I'm a little frustrated because SSD technology has been around forever. I, I don't understand why PS4 didn't have the SSD technology. I understand that because it's price it doesn't price. have the storage price. amount. Well, it's not just that, but when P- PS4 came out s- seven years ago, oh and SSD wasn't cost efficient then now right. it is now you can go get an ssd for 50 but i bought one for 50 bucks all right but this is oh. this is what i'm frustrated with like this is what i'm frustrated with is with ps5 they have designed it this is what the, they were saying they have designed it for future upgrade like the ps4 wasn't everybody was finding ways to upgrade it this is why we had to buy third party uh, hard drives to update it to two terabyte and whatever, but right. the PS5 was directly designed to be upgraded. This that means them saying that means that they plan on PS5 being around for a, a good while, for probably the minutes. longest. You know what? I feel like that is uh, uh, a mistake. You know, learned kind of like with PC or or Mac. Mac builds their stuff awesome to where it doesn't need to be upgraded versus PC. It's really crap, and you just, you know, if you want it better, the, I feel like you build the PC. Not necessarily. If you know what you're doing, PCs well, that's are That's what I'm saying, good. though. Like, that, that, you build the PC that, now, and in two yeah, years, there's one that's like three times faster. We could argue PC and Mac. I'm, right. By the way, I, I'm not no. a Mac or a PC guy. I'm a Mac guy. Um, just want to throw that out there so people don't think I'm defending PC, but, I mean, PC, Mac has learned, hey, if you make good at, at, the, at the front end, not a lot of load in the back end. It still all works great, but PC well, I just upgraded my mini, and this thing is a beast. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and it's cost efficient. I, all I'm going to say is they control both the hardware and the software, and but, by doing that, you control the complete user experience. And in the PC world, that's not the case. And so, yeah. you, that went to your point, Brian. You have to know what you're doing to get a good right. experience right. In, the, yeah. in the Mac world. Yeah. You don't, it's just a good That's experience true. from day one. Yeah. So and got, you have I, to have cheddar. You have to have a lot of cheddar cheese to keep upgrading. But, but, but Oh, for the PC. Yeah. You have for to keep PC. upgrading the thing, but the Mac is just, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's awesome out of the box. Right. Trust away. me. I looked at making <laughs> a gaming PC and Oh my God. Well, as a simpleton, 
as, as a simpleton in the <laughs> computer world, Mac Mac is just Mac Mac software is is simple. Yeah. Like when it, when I go into PC, man, the, you just it seems like you have to have a, an advanced degree to like operate PC software. It's like you have to go into this program to go into this program to go to this website to download this to get this to run and this and that and blah. You have to have all these things, and this is just personal experience. I know Josh over here eyeballing me. You've you've been nothing but PC. You've like sold PC, so you already know ten times more than I do. And then when I hear my Jim and Brian talk computers, even with Max, I'm sitting there just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm over here like, oh, I don't know I what do the that. hell they're talking that. about. All right. This is why I go to them. Like, Brian upgraded my mini. Like, I didn't know I what he do. was doing. Guys, I just, I cannot stand Windows. I have to use Windows at work because our point of sale software is based out of Windows. But other than that, I, uh, I hate it. I mean, I, I okay. don't want to use it. Now, ever since we've had to work from home, um, I've had to be, I've had to help my wife be some of her IT support and she's on Windows. I can't stand it. If I have to find, figure out if there's something I need to figure out how to do, and I've never done it before in a Mac, I could figure out in like two or three minutes. It's super intuitive, super easy. It's logical. And I could like, okay, I should go here, and it should be here. <laughs> oh, my God, it's there. And then I go to Windows, and I'm like, I have to have five degrees just to find this one setting. Right. And you know, y- y'all remember how angry I got when I was trying to uh, upgrade my storage on PS4? Y'all <laughs> all did it so easily, oh, and yeah. <laughs> I could not for the life. Of- I stayed up till four o'clock that morning trying to figure out what I was doing wrong, and it ended up just being that my flash drive was different. Uh, for- formatted. Uh, was formatted differently yeah. than. Sony, and that was what was making all the difference, and that took me like six hours. <laughs> why? But I mean, this is why I need simple in my life. Okay, to get back to the PS5, they were smart to they were smart to to make it upgradable, which is which is good. I have a question. They learned a lesson. I have a question. Sure. Did they say so? I I didn't watch the whole event. I watched the synopsis, and I didn't see anything about this. Have they said anything or has there been any recent announcements about their ability? They were, my, in early readings, they were working and hoping to be able to make the PS5 cross-compatible all the way back to the one games. Has anything been said about that uh, being accomplished? No. The no. only thing they've said so far is PS4. No, they're compatible with some PS4. No, so in, the, in the early play. announcements, they said they were their goal. Yeah, they did say that. They were going to shoot to get it cross all the way back to I the I read one. that you could play some PS3 games and some PS2 games, but they weren't at PS1 yet. Okay. But, but they did say they're expanding their PlayStation Now library, which will go all the way back to PS1. Right. Yeah, it's it's, it's just hard for them. It's hard for them right now is because of licenses, because mm-hmm. uh, some, some companies don't exist anymore. And right. so there's a lot of confusion on who owns right. what. Right. Right. So that's why a lot is not on there right now. But if you go on a PlayStation now right now, there are a lot of old games, like a lot of old games. And you'll, be able, to, like, and you'll like, be able to play that on the five. Yeah, yeah, yes. they're, they're gonna have will, to it's a service, it. so you will have to pay for that. Yeah, but if yeah. you have the service, you'll be able to play but, those yeah. old games. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gaming service, you have to. You pay can do for that, that now. Okay. That's my only thing against it. Gotcha. What say that again, Josh? My only thing against it is uh, 
to me, I, I still have games I haven't finished yet, and I buy most of my games and stuff, so I'm probably in the minority. I don't know. Oh, but yeah, yeah, to, me, yeah. to me, that's like it's just another streaming service. It's another thing I have to pay for on a monthly subscription. So I'm kind of like, eh. How much, is, how much is the well, subscription? But, well, you, you, uh, you just pay for it all front. a year. It's what? Yeah. 50 bucks a year. That's not bad. That's the cost of one game. Okay, that, see, I didn't know that. I thought it was like strictly a monthly service. No, you oh, pay, pay for the you year. You pay for it either six months. It's like 30 bucks for six months or it's 50 now, or used to it, be, it used to be a lot more expensive, though. It yeah. Used to be, yeah, they realized when when Xbox came out with their Ultimate Game Pass mm-hmm. and, and just games were going crazy, PlayStation adapted. They realized, it, hey, mm-hmm. we need something that's like that. Yeah, it's not that expensive. And the okay. cool thing about it, and the cool thing about it, is if it's over twenty gigs, it's a direct download to your PlayStation. It's not streamed. Okay. If it's old, if it's old games like on PlayStation Two or PlayStation One, it's streamed because it doesn't take that much information right. to play that game. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, but if it's over twenty gigs, it's a di- it's a direct download. So it's like yeah. and like right now, it's PlayStation Week or Day or whatever, and you can get it for forty one bucks. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And and it stacks. It stacks just like PlayStation Plus. Yeah. So if you find a deal like on Groupon or something and say, hey, uh, four months of PlayStation Now for like 20 bucks, buy it, yeah. go ahead and add it, and it stacks four more months onto your already existing. Yeah. Nice. So you can keep like stacking it. time and like not pay for it for like two years. That's nice. Yeah. All right, let's talk controller. Um, again, you guys are going to have to forgive me, uh, give me some grace on this, because, again, I have not been in the gaming world for a decade. The PS5 is getting me excited to come back into the gaming world, so I, I have probably missed out on a lot of technology and upgrades. Uh, the controllers. Don't worry, they have more than Pong. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pac-Man. Um, Pac-Man is 3D. Oh, my God. In um, 4K. <laughs> Matt knows. Matt knows. Within within a couple of days, I'm going to be breeding chocoboos. So it, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, so the the the, con, the new controllers, they have a USB port, built-in mic, and a headphone port. Is that yeah. has that been around for a while? Because that's mic, sick. The mic is new. The, the mic, mic is yeah. new. Yeah, I, I'm excited else. about that because you might not near, need headphones. That's sick, can, dude. That is that's insane. Directly in your Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool because sometimes you you get sick of wearing your headphones for hours on end because like when we play COD like we could play for hours and sometimes I might want to take that off because my ears are like either hurting or sweating and I'm uncomfortable. But, if I could speak in my controller, that's really. But cool. it also looks like you're going to be able to cross uh, compatibility with uh, uh, multiple gaming sets because you're going to have a USB input, uh, a three quarter input. Um, oh, yeah. and you're going to, so you're going to be able to cross compatible with a lot of different gaming headsets that already exist that could plug yeah. directly into your controller. That's hot, dude. That is. Yeah, really that's good. cool. That is really yeah. cool. Because let me tell you, man, like some of that stuff, like some of that accessory stuff, yeah. if you want to like get quality, it can get really pricey. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, there's, you know, like, so like having that right now will help people who already, uh, own stuff, and they're like, I, I, I'm gonna only be able to buy, buy the PlayStation because they're gonna sell it in a bundle too, which yeah. is going to be like eight hundred dollars. I bet. I don't know. They haven't, you know, mm-hmm. sent prices, but the, you know, you're gonna get the bundle, which will come with the charger, two controllers, mm-hmm. uh, headphones, huh. whatever. Controller. The video, and, the uh, uh, the camera, the video camera. 
Yeah, the no, video it, camera. So well, that, that's going to be a lot of money. So a lot of people are going to go simple. So, you know, like they and uh, so they're going to spend their money, get the PlayStation 5, and then they're going to need to incorporate what they already own to what they now own so they can save their money to get the quality stuff later. So that's say, actually my question to all that. Is, if you, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, I, I was going to say that's, that's my question to all that is what do you do if you have some of those things on the PS4? Will some of that stuff move over? Like I have the HD camera that comes with the PS4 right it now. Will that transfer? Mm-hmm. It I bet it would. I, I mean, you could probably it, use it, it for something, that's on but it probably won't, it'll probably have some sort of update. They've and even said that you can use a PS4 controller on your PS5. But that doesn't bother me. I, I'm just thinking more about the webcam and stuff. If I wanted to move that over, if I wanted to move, uh, I, I, I don't know. You remember but those the, uh, USB thinking. headphones we had on the PS3? And those transferred over to the PS4. Now, like, when the the surround sound option came on the PS4, you couldn't use those anymore, but I bet it's the same thing. I bet they like, all right, you can use those headphones until we get software updates, and then you're going to have to. It's going to be buggy when it first starts. It, it, always, it always is. is. Always yeah. is. But um, I'm pretty excited about the controller, too, about the uh, yeah. new uh, way that they're doing the uh, triggers. The yeah. Yeah. adaptive. The yeah, controlling yeah. Is, yeah. It, that's yes. cool, man. And, well, and the, the haptics. The haptics. They're doing that. And yeah. the haptics. Yeah. The haptic feedback, yeah. Uh, so let's talk games. I don't know what any of that means, but I'm excited. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk uh, you, know, you know what I love about Matt? Matt is like, and when you look at stories, going all the way back to Shakespeare, there's a character called the Everyman, and that is Matt. <laughs> Matt asked the question. That everyone out there is like, yeah, wait, okay, I want to know what he knows, but I'm too afraid to ask. Matt, we love you for that. <laughs> before we before we get into games, um, I want to ask this question. Okay. So, oh, I gotta, it's gonna have go it's gonna have two versions: oh, a yeah. digital only version and a disc version. Mm-hmm. We all know the disc version is gonna be more than the digital because you're adding on hardware. Right. So uh, keep price out of it. Which one would you prefer? It's, so it's only uh, okay. it's only one or uh, the other. You can you can't yeah, do both. Yeah, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna call Jim. Well, Go, the well, digital one you can download games too, but uh, it also has a disc drive. The yeah. other one you it does not have a disc drive, a so disc you can drive. only do you can digital. Only do digital. Right. right. Oh. Okay. But does does the digital not worry y'all? Because it I, all right. Yes, I'm a little worried and I'm a little excited because showing that they have a digital only show is showing that here's the future. The future is going to be direct download. But I'm worried because I like to resell my games, even though I don't get as much. It's um, it's exciting to stack my games and take them to GameStop and have it towards mm -hmm. new games. You know, that's kind of like the or even sell it to other people. But still, Yeah, 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 yeah. So but the, the reason about that, it scared me with the Xbox One when they did that. I was like, when they went to their digital only version, I'm like, I don't like where this is going dude, because we are. I already live in that world. I, all my movies, right. I'm con, I have been rebuying and converting in the digital world. I well, own them the, all through iTunes, and I can't resell those. I own them, and they're right. they're they're mine forever. But and, the thing about the games that gets me is they're charging the same price for a disc version versus. A digital version. Well, and here's here's the here's the reason why though. I, well, and I don't. Well, think but give, 
many people know much anymore the the way is changed so the disc that you buy is actually not right. the game it's an activation mm-hmm. it's an activation, activation. correct it's you, you you basically download the game like you would the digital version and the disc is what allows you to play the game but, so the information is not really on the disc for the game it's right. just the the activation code but for you. the disc contains the licensing which allows Correct. you to resell right. the act the, the access right. to the game you don't right. in the digital world you right. can't touch the you license yeah, right right which right. is what another thing that gets to, gets me is Pretty soon, we might just be able to buy only buy games from Sony and Microsoft. Yeah, if that happens, that's correct. Oh, I would hate that, man. Yeah, that means yeah. they could set the price. Yep. Um, or yeah. the, maybe the developers could somehow do it themselves. But well, I mean, you uh, developers. I mean, Epic Games is starting that too. They're they're uh, well, the ones but Fortnite. They're doing yeah, where they're that's selling computers. Games. That's yeah. not on a console. Well, I'm just saying though, they could they could move that way to where you could buy. Well, code, but like, then Sony could be like, hey, no, nah, you can't do that. You're, then, you're not on my platform that, anymore. That, that's, See that, yeah, well, then they're going to do that to every developer. And then guess what, Sony? Nobody's buying your console no more. Because, and then the yeah, developers. Because they don't have any together. games for it anymore. Because all, yeah. right, then, all the big okay. developers are going to go to a different platform. They're going to go to a computer yeah. platform or something. It, right. it, if you rebel like that, then you're just going to cause people to go, fine, screw you. We'll just, like Google, we'll, somebody will go to Google and go, hey, Google, create us a console. And then we'll put all our they games did. on that console. It so failed. Yeah, but they didn't have the game content. That's why it failed. It's content. If you, content that, though, if you do that, though, you're going to uh, miss out on third-party surprises, like uh, Sauna's Hellblade. That was a third-party surprise that nobody thought would do so well. And man, it's it's got a sequel coming. Yeah. Like, but there was no popular no popular platform made that. That was all third party people of like oh, yeah. you know like you've never heard of and now they're on the map because that was such an amazing game, such an amazing story. Uh you won't get that if you do if you go that route. Like if you do this platform battle, uh like you know, you won't get those third party surprises cuz there's people out there right now at home developing games and bringing them to blizzard or rockstar and being like hey i got your next big thing right here i only have basic but here's the idea i'm bringing to you we wouldn't have uh red dead redemption without that third party surprise like when they bring that stuff to rockstar and blizzard because the you know if you want if you turn on the first rockstar Mm -hmm. it was actually six different companies that made that game and brought it to rockstar rockstar saw the potential and rockstar kind of was the big name because you know rockstar was already established with gta so you wouldn't get those third-party surprises without this like branching out in the world and saying hey bring us your games mm-hmm. we want to make these new worlds we want to make these new stories but if sony and microsoft did that man they would just ruin the entire creative process of new storylines yeah, they would mm-hmm. basically the way it would have to go i think is if 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 everything went digital is you would have to go like you'd go to like rockstar their website and you would buy the game from them and they would send you a digital download code. And then you go into the PlayStation store and you put in the code and the money went to, it's just like now I can buy a, a PlayStation um, plus membership from Amazon. And then 
I gave my money to Amazon and then I just put in a digital code and boom, now I've got more PlayStation Plus. <laughs> if they did it that way, that's the only way it would work for people to um, other sellers to buy their game. Now, discs, like you guys said, discs are the main thing because if good example is, is if you play a game and you're like, oh, this game is just complete garbage. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't like I, this is trash. So like Matt would say in his mind, he's like, this is trash. I'm going to go sell this to GameStop or McKay's or whatever to try to recoup some of my money back versus the digital way. You cannot do that. And that is why I gamefly everything. And I'm gonna tell you right now, when this, when the, when digital takes over, which it's moving in that direction, they're they're mm-hmm. pushing it that way. And if it if everybody gets a, if it gets adopted, it's gonna be the final nail in the in the GameStop mm-hmm. coffin. It, they're they're gone. That's they're a, done. That's a good point. What Mike had just said. It's making me. It's making me think like. How skeptical? Like how skeptical would you be in buying a game if it was only digital? Like, cause there's some of these games I'm like, I get on sale at GameStop because I'm like, oh, 10 bucks. You know what? 10 bucks. If it's trash, I lost 10 bucks, whatever. But if if you're online and you're like, oh, do I really want to spend 40 to 50 bucks on this game? I don't know, man. It's, mm, I don't know. I don't know how the game mechanics are. Cause a lot of people like a lot of different games. Like for example, Josh loves uh, Elder Scrolls which a lot of people do. A lot of people love that format. I can't really get into that format because it's the same as Fallout. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, you know, that's a very popular... I get it, man. Like, I get that format. I get why people love it, but I'm just not into that format. I love different kind of formatted games like God of War. I love more action. I love more uh, puzzle-like stuff. Which I've yet to play, by the way. Uh, <laughs> So, like, you know, a lot of people like different formatted games. You know, when they get a game because they love that they the, the story looks amazing, but then they get in the game, but they don't like how the game mechanics are. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they're like, oh, I just, I, I'm just not into this. I don't want this. But they can't get rid of it. A lot of people are going to, like, take second guesses, and that might hurt the uh, game industry in a whole in well, uh, sales. You're correct. Well, you know? you're you correct. also got to look at uh, well, uh, like, the game fly yeah. that Micah said. That will not exist if you go no. straight digital. You can't yeah. do that. Well, true. Te- technically, I think you could. How? Um, How could you get an activation uh, code? Well, that's the thing. They would have to come up with an app within the system to where you go to like a GameFly app, and then you use your subscription service. T- instead of them sending you the game, I mean, just be like Netflix. You would have to go no. to like they'd have to do a GameFly app on like the PlayStation. It can be done. Like, well, at, not if that, Sony says no, because I mean well, they're losing. The I mean, the discs. Why would they do that though? I mean, because you're they, okay. So if what we're saying, if, if them to, to have that right. If, if so, if what you're saying happens and comes to be, and what Matt's to Matt's point, um, if people start voting with their wallet and say, I would have given this a chance if it went on sale for ten bucks, right. but you're telling me I have to yeah. pay forty, fifty bucks for it. I'm going to second guess it because I don't know if I'm going to like that game or that format or whatever, like he was saying. Um, But so they're going to have to they're going to have to decide how do we subsidize our losses and what what are we going to do to adapt to this new model? So people are not buying those games. We're we're losing revenue. Where do we make up that revenue? Do we go to Gamefly and we figure out a way to subsidize our licensing for rentals? Or do we mm-hmm. lower our prices? Or do we figure out a way to do GameFly ourselves? Right. They're going to have to figure right. that out. 
probably that's what I was thinking, like maybe a developer thing, but then that's going to run into the streaming thing where you get so many different things. Yeah. Because there's going to be so many different developers. Games will start going just like they are in, in stores. Like if you go to GameStop and you're like, Oh, infamous is, you know, seven 99 and you know, whatever the, the, the game you're thinking Mm-hmm. They'll just have to do that in the PlayStation and Xbox stores now. Okay. They'll just have to go, okay, games will have to go on sale constantly, constantly go on sale, which they well, kind of do now. Going back to the original question, we're like thinking ways in the future of right. things we don't even know about yet. Let's go back to the original question, digital versus disc. Um, so I know I, I'm not speaking for everyone. I uh, the excitement, My excitement level for the PS5 is so big that every morning it's one of the first things I do. I check to see, is it pre-ordered yet? Is it pre-ordered? Can I pre-order it yet? So I'm, yeah, I'm like, here. I watched the event live and the whole time, every time they showed something, I was like a kid in a candy store, like, ooh, yeah. uh, more and more. And there's games I'd never heard of. But as far as the disc version versus the digital version, let's say you bought it or you pre-ordered it tomorrow. Which one are you going with? Go. I'm gonna go disc. I'm gonna go disc. I'm gonna go disc. I'm I'm, for me, I would probably go disc, but price might push me to digital. Now, if it's a big difference, maybe. I don't think think it's gonna be that big of a difference. Hardware is not as expensive as software in some aspects. So, so that brings up a good point. Price brings up a good point. I was watching a conversation in a group yesterday. Um, about the PS5, and everybody was, you know, arguing. You know, there was a bunch of people coming out. You know, like I don't care what it is, I'm buying it. I don't, I gotta have it. I'm, I'm so excited about it. And then there's those mm-hmm. people who are like, you know, they're gonna price me out of it if they if they push this up, you know, to six, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. You know, it's, it's oh. they're gonna price me out of it. And I'm like, and they, right. they, these guys, there were guys were coming back on there. They're like, guys, if they price this at a thousand dollars, I'm still gonna buy it. I pay a thousand dollars every year to upgrade my cell phone, um, and I and I do yep. that every year. And I'm just yep. I, I'm just you know that it's, I'm just conditioned for it because I love my cell phone. I love having the oh. latest technology, and this yes. this is going to be a one time purchase for the next seven, eight, nine, ten years. So you know, well to, to go with that, to go with that, um, if you go back and look at quarterlies and things like that of every video game system that's ever been made. They don't make money on their consoles. They never have. They always take a hit with their consoles. They make money off their games, off their software. And I think, I mean, this is their fifth system. I don't see how they're going to mess that up. I really don't. If they do, it'd be the first time ever. I think they're. No, I think they did that with the PS3. Yeah, but <laughs> but look, that's because so many people were still attached to the best-selling console of all no, time. it's because they put it way too high. Well, it's a matter of opinion. Some people were all about. I'm never. I was one of them. I'm not letting go of my PS2. It can't possibly be better than the PS2. And then, boy, was I wrong. You know, I've said that well, about everything. They did. They learned that they priced themselves too high well, on the that PS2. Too, yeah. Because that new well, and the 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 crappy thing about when that came out was they they came out with that and and Xbox came out with was still in the format war. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was HD DVD versus Blu-ray. So. They well, actually, sp- speaking about that, HD and Blu-ray and stuff, I think one reason why people are concerned about the price of the disc is because of the price of it having a disc player that's actually 4K. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a first for consoles and stuff, so we don't really know what that's going to look like because 4K players out there, I mean, they range in so many different prices, but a lot of them are on the higher end right now because 4K is still, even though it's a couple of years old now, 
it's still not price wise caught up yet. Let me pose this to you because you know we all you know I I have I, I have my pros and cons on GameStop. Um, there are there's some there's some um, smaller st- a few still smaller you know game companies out there still struggling to get by and doing you know certain things. Um, let me pose this to you. So if you go into an Apple or an ATT or a Verizon store to buy your, you know, thousand, fifteen hundred dollar cell phone, they sub they will subsidize that cost for a monthly fee and, right. and charge you like like two, three it's like two, three, four dollars a month, five dollars a month extra that you would pay on top of the actual price that they that they take for the processing fee. And what if the gaming industry, you know, the, the 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 dealers adapted the similar model for the hardware? Would they subsidize the hardware pricing, but they but they do it in conjunction with some kind of deal where you're hooked into buying your games from them? I don't know what that would look like, but just throwing, just throwing it out there. I think a lot of people would be a little skeptical of that because they yeah. don't want to enter into a contract type thing with something like gaming. Now, some oh, people would oh, actually go into it. So but. people won't do that, but they do it every day with their cell phone. That's what cell phones. Yeah. You carry your cell phone with you everywhere. You're not going to carry your game think, system. Think of it like this, though, Micah, is with with Jimmy's uh, way, people won't be out that much money up front, at once. Up front. You know, like so now, they would be able to so now, 50 bucks. You, you go in and you pay, let's say the game, let's just say hypothetically the game is, the game system is going to be a thousand bucks for all in for the whole shebang or whatever, just hypothetically. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So you buy the whole shebang and you pay $50 up front and it's $25 a month or whatever it want, it calculates to be. And so now instead of out of a thousand dollars, I'm out 50 bucks and now I yeah. can buy two, three, four games you know, same I mean, day, four or five still games, you know. I would do it that way, but if if you're telling me I have to buy the system and the only way I'm buying games is from you, Verizon or AT&T or whoever. Well, it would just raise their PlayStation Now price. So it, that would make up their money. So, like, think of it right now. Like, what I'm, – I'm sorry, not PlayStation Now. PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Plus is, what, 50 bucks a year? Mm-hmm. 60 yeah. 60 bucks a year. Okay, so they would raise it to $99 a year. And you don't have to put all that money down on uh, the, uh, the console right then, which is this is the mentality of the nation right now. If I'm not out 600 bucks at one time, a lot of people do that because they don't want to be out that big amount of money at one time. You know, this is why they get a thousand dollar cell phones, and they just have that monthly fee added onto their well, bill. Here would be the other side of that, though. They can do that with cell phones because they're so small and they're easier to make. But well, they're more expensive also, to make too. Yeah. Also, everyone. I mean, a lot of people. That's their only source of communicating now. They don't have home phones and things like that. So there's there's a lot more at play with that too. So, I agree so that. Don't, so let's let's say that, let's say this. They don't hook you into you have to buy the games from them. But let's say for this, let's say like this. You know, you buy you buy the hardware. We subsidize it, and because you you set up this subscription service, um, you're going to pay. We're going to give you five percent. I don't know what the margins are on games, but I give you five percent off of every game. 
that you come and buy from me or something because you're a part of my subscription service. You're going to pay less money from me buying your games than you would anywhere else. So that, so that, that would, would be entice kind of like you. Uh, EA Origin kind of thing. Yeah, so that would entice yeah. you to do to, you know. Uh, I don't I don't Give that, think, but, I, but see, the way Jimmy's saying it, you're not out anything. No, I, I agree. That, I think, yeah, I, think it, option, I think it could I, work. I just don't want to be locked into one person. Yeah. Really. No, uh, because that, in that second way, that doesn't lock you in. We're just They're oh. just offering you a discount to say you subsidize the hardware from us, and before doing that, we're going to give you 5 or 10% or whatever they can afford to give you yeah. off the game across hate, the board. I hate subsidizing too though i'd much rather just pay for it and get it out of the way but see like but just make that as an that's option just me. yeah just, no i mean yeah, no 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 i, I get on one person yeah. everybody i'm sorry every, no, uh, if you make that an option then you're not out anything you're not out any money like bucks. let people like us who like to pay it off all at once so we can concentrate on our games more than paying off our console but then you can bring in a whole nother you can make more money with the, all the people who don't want to buy consoles because no. they're like, I don't want to spend $600 at once. I'm good with playing games on my phone. You can bring a whole nother base in by giving this as an option because it's the same thing in the cell phone world. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to do the monthly. You can straight right. up bring in cash and buy your cell phone and not be out any money. No, I you mean, I would bring be, a whole another base that needs this or, uh, you would just give so if they were to come in and say I would like to do this option, <laughs> then their PlayStation Now or a PlayStation Plus subscription would be more than ours, and they would get a little discount on their games. They're not out anything. They're paying more for PlayStation Plus than us, and they're getting a little discount, so it's an incentive. So now you got a whole nother base coming in, buying video games, buying consoles, and whatever. Just, and if they change their mind, they can bring that console back, and then the GameStop I'm can sell to tell it. I agree with them. Make money. Now, I'm just trying to figure out a way to save that model because as long as I, I would only disagree if that's my only option of way of buying right. yeah. a system. I'm just brainstorming ideas on how to save no, I'm, that I'm business fine. model. I'm fine with it if that if hey we want to offer you a payment plan so people can sure I'm fine with that but if that's the only way I can buy a PS5 or a, or an Xbox One Series X then I wouldn't be okay with it. It would but never no, be that. No, the that's, the that's the only. I agree with you, man. You have both options, so you're just yeah, opening. Oh, you're sound op quality. You're opening up. You're just sound opening quality. up the world to another market. Yeah, yeah I'm right. perfectly More fine with that. Share. But sure. still, uh, talking about price again, though, that there's still a price where I won't pay it. Like I'll wait. Well, I was just doing, down. And I was just doing it. some. I was just doing some quick research on pre-ordering, and there are two sources I have online that says, I guess in Hong Kong they're selling for six ninety nine ninety nine right now. Which, but that's but, not. But for what? What do you get with that? Is version? that American? Uh, or is that, no, uh, that that's it says this is on Screen Rant. Um, PlayStation 5 pre-order price listed at $699.99 at Hong Kong retailer. Uh, so I don't know what that translates to. Uh, here. That's that's <laughs> about that's about four four. No, no, no. It says it says uh, it's for the in U.S. dollars. That would be uh, all right. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say this: if it's if it's $699 uh, here and it's a $200 difference from $200 or plus more dollar difference from disc to digital. Then I'm probably going to go digital. 
Because yeah, if it's that big of a margin, then I'm going to be like, ooh, you know, I'm going to go the cheaper route. Like, I really think, because then, you know, because I can still invest more into my games than I could. I don't know. Like, I'm like it's going to, it might depend on price. If it's that. While y'all were talking and stuff, I did also research on the typical profit margin for video games and stuff. Um, Typically, it's somewhere between 40 to 50 percent. Some games, depending on how it was made and stuff, can go all the way up to almost 80 to 90 percent. But that's a little bit more rare. It's usually somewhere in the 40 to 50 percent profit margin. Back to the original question of disc versus digital. Of course, if the price is right, I'll get a disc. Why not? But if, like Matt said, if it's six ninety nine for the disc version or four ninety nine for the digital, I'm buying the digital version and I'll just deal with not having discs. Yeah. For me, it's price. Now, I can pull up that fear for two hundred dollars. If it's six for the disc I, and five ninety nine for so the digital, hundred bucks. I'm not hundred percent in agreement. So no, I, no, I think it's are, an investment, like cell phones. It, it. How much time are you going to put into what you're doing? I mean, think about it. like Matt said. We'll play Call of Duty for hours. But no, see what Both he's saying. That. But what he's saying right now, though, is I buy the four ninety nine version, and now I got two hundred dollars. I can spend on games. Spend at on games. And so, and, and back to our earlier conversation, are they pricing GameStop out of business? You know, are we are we directing people by giving the digital price so much cheaper? Are we pricing ourselves into the digital age, the digital only age? Right. See, because the masses are going to go with the cheaper price. Right. That's kind of yeah. sad too, because do y'all ever just go into a game store and you don't know what you're looking for until you until you see it? Yeah. Like that's how I found oh, Hellblade. That's how I found Sauna Hellblade. Because I, w- I went in, I was like, I want something new. I want something different. Guys, I go in a I'm, hour I'm, and I'm, found. I am going to tell you right now, if GameStop goes out of business, I'm going to open up a damn game store because it's yeah, uh, it's uh, it's an easy business model. It, it's always going to be there. There's always going to be those retro players. Um, yeah. There's going to be markets where you don't need those places, but there's going to be markets you do. Uh, yeah. Big city, you know, um, people will drive to yes, get there too, will drive or to you can do it online. Yeah, there's so many. I'm yeah, the opposite. So much. I, I only go to a GameStop if I'm looking for hardware, controller. I mean, I think the last time I went into a GameStop was to look for the thing that goes on the back of the PlayStation, and I don't even I didn't even look at the games. See, it's, I my, go, new, it's not it's my new record store because yeah. I don't have to look for records anymore. Yeah. I go and look for games that I've never heard yeah. of. Yeah. See, for me, I do that. I go into the PlayStation store. I'll go into the PlayStation or the Xbox store because they do games for sale all the time for like cheap, you know, four ninety nine games, and it's at the comfort of me sitting at my couch. Yeah. <clears throat> like I, do, I, I do a lot of digital games myself unless i'm forced to now that's the thing where it's going to be the new thing like call of duty mm-hmm. i bought call i didn't buy call of duty at launch i bought it when on black friday when it was 35 dollars. Mm-hmm. so that's why i have the disc of call of duty now if i would have known it was 38 dollars on black friday digitally and i didn't know that i probably would have just bought the digital one but i was at walmart or wherever, and I was like, "Cool, Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty is thirty-five dollars," and so I bought it <clears throat> without looking at the at the the uh, the digital version first, mm-hmm. which I will do this this next time the Call of Duty comes out. But this is I, I've always bought Call of Duty digitally because I've always been a big fan. Until I was like, I'm just using Call of Duty as an example. Um, but like the last two Call of Duties, I wasn't a fan of, so I didn't buy them at launch. I only bought them when they were cheap. 
yeah. digitally when they were cheap digitally. Like when I could get them for 30 bucks or $35, not 60. So I, I think for me, when it comes to the disc versus digital disc is only so for resale value. Yeah. It that, is. That's it. It is. But there's, but like we were saying before, there's, there's some, you know, there's some uh, merit to that. There's, there's value in that yeah. resellability where we were saying and earlier, guess, there's I, some games we're probably not going to buy. For Josh and Matt, for Josh I, and Matt I, I'd also say it's a nostalgic thing. They have to have, it's like Josh still only buys blue yes. because he wants, he wants it. The, he wants to know that he has the disc, the disc to play. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking everything. about movies, Josh. I'm not talking about video. No, games. Every, everything I buy movies now, I have to make sure it has the 4K code with it. And everything, right? So. But you, you, you won't buy just the digital version of the movie. You'll go buy the disc that has the code. Yeah, I'd like to show an example of why I get discs. Hold on, hold on. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, for me and Matt, also, and- but you also have to look at things like internet outage and things like that too. That's yeah, why a lot of people are still doing this. Video games, it doesn't matter. Your disc now is just an activation code. If if the internet goes out, you can't put your Call of Duty in and play Call of Duty. You you have to be based on yeah, yeah that's nostalgic. That's what I'm talking about. That's mm-hmm. old school nostalgic. But see, like it's the same thing for like Assassin's Creed games for me. It's like it's hard because you know in God of War, it's hard for me to not have those in my hand because like I have Assassin's Creed statues. Right. I have, you know, God of War, and I'd like to put these things, like, next to it because, like, they were a part of my life. Like, right. this Lord of the Rings, I got to be honest, man. When Josh brought Lord of the Rings to me, that book, I was like, nah, I don't know. And then I saw the movie, and I was like, all right. And then I played this game, and then I was hooked. This game right here got me hooked on Lord of the Rings. I was like, I'm in the right. Lord of the Rings world, and now I'm Lord of the and, Rings. And I agree. It's 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 when it comes to discs nowadays, it's a nostalgic thing. Those games are super old that you played. Now, if what if and they mean something to you, so you like to see them on your shelf, just like Josh likes to see his movie collection, and, and we don't care anymore. We're like, I just want to get on the couch, pick up my remote, go to Voodoo, and watch Star Wars. I don't want to go get up, put the disc in, pull, make sure I pull out the right disc, put it in, wait for it to load. <clears throat> the same thing is kind of happening with video games. That's why they're doing a digital and a disc version. The disc version is for those people who, because I understand. I understand the people like Josh and like you too, Matt. You're like that with video games, but not with movies. That you need to have that disc on you. But and then on the other sense, I'm like to the point where that disc now, if the internet goes like with movies, I understand. I still keep like I have the Lord of the Rings, I have the Star Wars movies, the Harry Potters. But with video games nowadays, when the internet goes out, you can't play that game. You still can't play it. Yeah, you, you can play. play you can still play some games. Yeah, some you still can. can. But I'm talking about the big, the big like. You could probably play, uh, you know, like God of War and those kind of games. You can. Well, I mean, like, you, you can, can play, play anything the, that's yeah, just not, like, multiplayer or something right. that's got, Yeah, you, you know, just can't like play, internet. You can play the campaign. Right. Well, yeah. You couldn't play games like Division because Division right. and Destiny oh, and stuff no. like that are all right. online-based. But, but that, yeah. that doesn't matter if you have the disc or if you have the digital. Right. You still can't play it. Right. 
Right. Regardless, if it's only a hundred dollar difference, I'm gonna go disc version. But well, if it's, I yeah. agree. If a hundred dollars <laughs> is about my point to where, yeah, I'm at hundred dollars. Well, if it's yeah. six ninety nine and the other is five ninety nine, I'll probably buy the I'll disc because I'm. Yeah. But if we're talking six ninety nine and four ninety nine, that's two hundred bucks. Right. No, I'm probably gonna go with the digital because I already do digital. I prefer digital. I like the disc. Yeah. Um, so, so here, let me let me ask you this. So, movies anywhere has created software that synchronizes licensing numbers for movies. So there is an API backend API connectivity between all the digital movie services that um, allows the synchronization of movies that you own from different services. So there's accessibility to those right. li- back-end accessibility to those licenses numbers. Why is someone not... They won't ever do that with video games. Well, wh- why is someone not looking at the ability for both movies and games for digital versions? If there's API back-end accessibility to that license, go to the companies and say... There is a third-party market, and we're going to pay you a million dollars a month or whatever for the access to be for those AP for our API access, so we can create an online third-party market. So when someone doesn't like a movie they bought, they can they can lock they can synchronize just like they do with you know movies anywhere movies anywhere. They can log they can give us their. Uh, iTunes login, they give us our their uh, Voodoo login, we'll synchronize all this stuff together, and then they can just go to any movie they own and say, I don't want this anymore. It immediately puts it on a third-party market, and somebody can buy that license secondary at a discount and do the same uh, thing with games. I don't know. I, I, I know that Xbox toyed around with, like, if you played less than, like, 10 hours of a game, that they gave you a refund option, like, where they would refund you all your... Within a certain amount of time. a certain amount of time. Because a lot of people like a good, they did that with Anthem. Is a good example. Anthem was a big pile of crap that that people pre-ordered. The but it was the next big thing, Micah. You loved it. It was. Oh hey. my god! And that was another one that we kept getting pushed back, and we were like, "Oh, yeah. oh my god!" Release. And why? I, and I think that's why because it just kept getting like its first its first initial launch. I'm afraid that with with Last of Us. That's scaring the hell out of me right now with Last of Us. I'm that so I'm ready. afraid that, that I'm afraid it's been pushed back too Two much. Weeks. That's watered down. That's going to be a watered down game. Yeah. And I'm super scared of that right now. That is just. It's getting I, a lot of great reviews right now. Yeah. I know it is, and, and and that's what's making me feel better. But what if uh, what if there was a digital trade option with your buddies? Like you remember uh, back in the day when PS3, where you can sign in. Uh, on your thing uh, to download games to your PlayStation and then sign out. Do y'all remember that? Yeah. Uh, like if Josh had a game I didn't, I can sign in on his PlayStation, his account, download his game, and then sign back in on mine yeah. and play the game. Yeah. What if they had? What if they had a digital trade option where, like, Josh had a game, I bought a game, and uh, it was digital. If we're going the digital mm-hmm. route, this is all right. digital. And uh, like he bought a game, I bought a game. And the only way you could do it was through the license you could trade. Like I would have to trade my license to him to where he could only play it and I can play whatever game he bought. That way we're not out 
a lot of money to like, like try to try a new game. You know, technically what I'm you can do that on Xbox. I don't know about PlayStation, but right now on Xbox you can do that. Where you have to make one of yours a home console. So like mine would be a home console, and then I put it. I put my profile on yours, and then you can download my game and play it. But we can't play at the same time. Yeah, so, like, which, I can't, that would like, be good. Like, you, yeah, like you can't download my Call of Duty and then we both play Call of Duty. Right. You yeah. can play Call of Duty and I can play Call of Duty, but but at the same time you'll have to play can't. something else or he'd have yeah. to play something else. Yeah, they take. I think that would be a great Xbox thing to do. Xbox has done that. Has done that before. But uh, guys, it, we're, uh, we're, we're getting well, well, one thing. We've been way off. What about the? All right, sorry. Go ahead and finish, Brian. Uh, uh, I was just going to say, what why don't we uh, say one game that we're excited for? Okay. okay. Mm. Yeah, and then we got to close out. We're yeah, we're getting long winded. Yeah, we didn't, still didn't finish the PS5. Um, I'm I'm I got excited about Returnal. That oh. looks good, dude. I'm ex- good. I'm I'm excited about Horizon uh, Forbidden yeah. West. Yeah. Yeah. Forbidden West. Yeah, yes. that looks good. That looks really good. Out of the I'm games? really excited oh. to go back there. Yeah, out of the games that were shown during the the release, Horizon is what the way that game ended. I'm not going to spoil anything, but the yeah, way that super ended, good, I, man. Yeah. Oh my god, I need more. That right. Ghost Wire looked cool to me. It Ghost Wire looked, looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. That looked that look epic. Cool. That looked really cool. And I'm going to tell well, you guys, I've been out of the gaming world for a long time. NBA 2K21 looks insane. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, my Mad, God. Mad, Madden next year is going to be even oh, more. Oh, right. my God. Yeah. All right. I, I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed they didn't show the new Call of Duty on there. I know they have their own thing, but that would have been a little icing yeah. on the cake for me. But uh, apparently there's also a rumor that next year on the new console, you're going to get it, the, finally get back NCAA. <sighs> Oh, now, now, now that this whole likeness, you know, players can be paid for their likeness, mm-hmm. uh, that that EA is going to come back with uh, with NCAA. Um, the only way we're going to cool. let college athletes make money <laughs> so they can pay for their schooling and their supplies. Oh, my God. It's getting crazy. All well, right, guys, close it out. Yeah, let's yep. let's end it there. Um, Jim, we have a show next Friday. This Friday or this uh, Friday? Yeah, this keep Friday. talking. Let me pull it up. I didn't have Rick, it ready. Rick, right? Yeah. Uh, we have a show this Friday at I think it's at one. One o'clock. Uh, yeah, one o'clock. Um, come join us for that. It's Rick Schoderber. Shoot. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm gonna have to life. ask him how he pronounces his yeah. last name. I, don't, um, I can't. He is a it. relationship counselor. Um, we're gonna ask him some interesting nerd relationship questions. Yes. that's gonna be our big thing. Um, like <laughs> considering like, I'm single, I'm gonna have a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, come join us for that conversation. That's gonna be a really cool one, uh, especially if you like to go to cons or if you've ever been interested in cons. Maybe find some love at cons. You never know. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, so, um, please direct it, all emails to Matthew yeah. Orman. <laughs> <laughs> he is into that kind of cosplay, by the way. We're not denying anything right now. <laughs> on Friday at one o'clock. Uh, we look forward to that. Can't wait to do that one. Um, but for now, this has been a fun one. Um, Jim, you 
feel like you had to say something there. Oh, I was just going to, uh, I just thought of the, uh, we're still scheduled for the Columbia Comic Book Expo uh, June 27th. Of next year? No, this year. June 20th. They're actually going to do it? He's still on. Yeah. Oh. He didn't cancel. Oh, oh yeah. all right. I'm just talking about it. Hey, wow. That's. Okay, I thought we were all on the same page on that. He, oh, I thought that <laughs> so, so canceled it for some reason. No, he didn't. He's he's oh, still wow. he's still promoting it. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> See you there. <laughs> Hopefully, surprise, be surprise. That'll be awesome. Um, so yeah, join us on Friday, one o'clock with Rick. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a fun one. And uh, let's say goodbye. I'm Micah. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm Brian. I'm Josh. I'm Jim. We did it! We did it! First try! <laughs> Woohoo! Guys, thanks for watching and uh, stay eclectic, guys. Thank you all. Stay eclectic. Thank you. Thank you.